I'm Abe Beeson in the KNKX studios with a Northwest favorite flugelhorn player, composer, band leader, Dimitri Matheny. He's celebrating his new album, Cascadia, honoring our region and featuring an incredible band of the area's finest musicians. Owner of a beautiful lyrical tone, Dimitri Matheny is a protege of jazz legend Art Farmer, and he's made a big impact with his big horn on Northwest jazz since arriving here about six years ago. He's earned the Earshot Golden Ear Award for Northwest Instrumentalist of the Year, and even based in Centralia, Matheny has become an important member of the Pacific Northwest jazz scene as a player and educator. Looking forward to chatting with our Fender Dimitri. It's been a while. First, let's hear some music with Jay Thomas on sax, Bill Anshell, Phil Sparks, Mark Ivester at the piano, bass, and drums. It's the Dimitri Matheny Quintet.
All right, that was Evergreen Girl. Once again, our band is Jay Thomas on sax, Bill Enschel on piano, Phil Sparks on bass, Mark Ivester on the drums. My name is Dimitri, and that's a flugelhorn. We're going to play a tune for you now. The name of the tune is Bourdain. This is a song about a man who is a xenophile in a world of xenophobes. And this features our master percussionist, Mark Ivester. Bourdain. So we made this album and it's all kind of Pacific Northwest inspired, but this tune was a favorite of my father's. He played it to death. It was a Glenn Campbell recording. This is by Jimmy Webb. Before he made the Jimmy Webb telescope, he wrote this song and it's, uh, okay. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, he famously said, this is a song about an ordinary man thinking extraordinary thoughts. And I've just always loved this melody. It's called Wichita Lineman, and this features our pianist Bill Anshell.
Dimitri Matheny on the flugelhorn with a wonderful quintet in the KNKX studios. Jay Thomas, sax, Bill Anshell, Phil Sparks, Mark Ivester at the piano, bass and drums, celebrating their new album. Dimitri's Cascadia is out now. Dimitri Matheny, you are back. It's great to have you in our studios. Um, and it's been a while. Uh, pandemic has caused a lot of people to uh, kind of reevaluate, reassess what they've been doing with their lives. I think you actually took some time over the break to embrace your Pacific Northwest surroundings and do some fishing. Uh, you know all about it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, we planted a garden. I went fishing. I, I got a bunch of hobbies now. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I don't want to make light of the people that have suffered through the damn But, man, when we had a shutdown, there were a lot of musicians that have just been relentlessly on the road for years that said, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a little burnt out. Maybe I'll take advantage of this and yeah. do something a little closer to home. Yeah. And uh, with that time to kind of enjoy the Pacific Northwest, mm. Cascadia, uh, not a result of the pandemic, I don't think. This is something you've been working on a while. Well, we recorded it. Uh, gosh, time is so strange right now. We <laughs> yeah. recorded it a year ago in November. And, you know, we were just collecting songs that we like to play live. And I, I kind of realized once we were in the session that everything is kind of suggestive of this this place and the people here and the land here and whatnot. So that's kind of where we where we ended up. Yeah. Now, uh, mm. concerning uh, the, the northwest surroundings, uh, yeah. based uh, in the southern part of our state, you're kind of enveloping not just western Washington, but Oregon, too. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a similarity uh, despite the border? Indeed. In fact, Bill and I, we, we just went down and did a bunch of shows down in Oregon together, Bill and Shell, and we were talking about how odd it is that more of the Seattle musicians and Portland musicians don't work together because they're, they're both great scenes. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, one of the songs on Cascadia, Evergreen Girl, is there a particular girl in Yeah, the, that's in my that? girlfriend, Sassy. She's the Evergreen Girl. Now, she didn't go to Evergreen College. She grew up in the Lonesome Desert. And when we came up here and she saw the Evergreens and the clouds and the mist and the beautiful, I mean, she just fell in love with the sound and everything. And so she's a big fan of the of the Pacific Northwest. What else about the sound of uh, the musicians? Certainly, uh, you've got some icons of uh, our area in your band. Is there a Northwest sound to the jazz uh, that you hear around our ne neck of the woods? Yeah, definitely. I think there is. Um, certainly, the the kind of people that that are uh, attracted to this place. It's a little bit slower pace, a little bit more community oriented, a little bit warmer. I know I have a, a good friend. I don't want to name names, but. His initials are Daryl Grant. And when Daryl came here from New York, he was like, I don't understand this place, man. I go to the session. I'm trying to bring my New York vibe into the session, and everybody's all smiling and coming over and introducing themselves and bringing me coffee. You know? But then he, he fell in love with it, too. It's a beautiful place and beautiful people. Uh, now, a lot of great original compositions on the new album, besides Evergreen Girl, the title song, Cascadia, and also a song that a lot of our listeners will remember from a studio session performance five years ago, Perfect Peaches is oh, back. Oh, that's right. Perfect Peaches, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I have a friend. Her name is Peaches. It's a song for her. I, yeah, sometimes I'll do that. I'll, I'll be inspired by a person or a place, and I'll write a portrait or a landscape musical you know or otherwise actually bill I, my my buddy bill anshell he 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 writes in a sort of a visual cinemagraphic way he should be a movie composer for real uh bill you actually have a song on this record humble origins tell us about the song and what, what did you think when dimitri said well i want to put that on the record well, I was flattered. I was really glad, and I admired his taste, not just because he likes me, but actually that's probably my favorite tune I've written. Tell us a little bit about it. Uh, well, the humble origins part comes from the fact I had this gig in a lobby for 15 years, lobby of a business. I called myself a lobbyist. <laughs> and uh, 
nobody paid attention to me, which you think is bad, but in some ways it's good because all I did was practice two hours a day or even write music, even get my red pen out and mark up stuff. And, and the main uh, groove of that song I came up in the lobby, wow. which is about as humble an origin as a song can have considering everybody was glaring at me because they couldn't talk on their cell phones while I was <laughs> pumping it out. So that's the title. And it's kind of a, I mean, if I've ever written anything cinemagraphic like Dimitri was singing, it's probably that tune. And Dimitri, was there something special about hearing that song that said that's a fit that uh, goes with all the rest? Yes, I can tell you what. I uh, Bill's actually recorded it before with a wonderful flugelhorn player, Thomas Marriott. And I, I heard this recording and I was like, man, that is that sounds like a it has that vibe of of like the ECM Kenny Wheeler kind of thing. It's just made for that. It's like he, Bill, Bill used to play trumpet. People don't know that. But it just lays so beautifully on the flugelhorn. And I just love the melody. And it has a searching quality, which I really like very much. Yeah. Now, also on the new record, Cascadia, some appropriate standards for the Northwest. After the rain, mm -hmm. on a misty night, but every rule uh, has an exception or two or three. Wichita Lineman yeah. is on here. That's a favorite of your dad. Yeah, that's right. My dad is a, you know, I, I only have a few heroes, and one of them is my father. He, he was a great guy. He died during the pandemic, but he uh, had lived a nice long life and, you know, very happy guy and great guy. And that was one of his favorite songs. And he never got to hear it, but I, I really love playing it. It's a, a beautiful melody um, that, you know, I never really was a fan of the Glenn Campbell version. Uh -huh. But every time I hear a jazz version, that, that is a good song. You know what's funny, Abe? The last time we were here, we played Close to You by Burt Bacharach, and you said exactly yes. the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, just wonderful uh, interpretation of a uh, song, m improving on the original. Thank you so, so much for that. Um, wonderful band you're touring with through the Northwest to celebrate Cascadia. Uh, not on tour, but all over the album is saxophonist Charles McNeil. Tell right us on. about Charles. Uh, Charles is somebody I've known for years. I mean, we, we've known each other for 30 years. He's originally from the San Francisco. Well, he was originally from, from Denver, but I knew him back in the San Francisco Bay Area when we both lived there. <clears throat> and now uh, Charles is living in Las Vegas. He's a very busy guy. He was actually planning on doing this tour with us, but he got a big tour of Italy for six weeks. So we ended up. So I, I hired all a bunch of my favorite saxophonists from the Northwest that seemed appropriate. We got Jay Thomas and Michael Brockman and Kate Olson. And this great young cat, Adam Harris, who lived here for a minute and now is down in Ashland, Oregon, and just sounding terrific. So we've been having a lot of fun with the saxophone chair in the band, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm always uh, uh, excited to see Dimitri Matheny play. Uh, sets himself apart with his instrument, the flugelhorn as your only instrument, your primary horn. Um, tell us a little bit about the uh, the growing gospel of the flugelhorn. Are more people <laughs> picking it up? Uh, Chris Littlefield, I know around yeah. here, is a, is a really great flugelhornist. Yeah, flugelhorn. Yeah, Littlefield is hip. He's got a he's got an interesting thing. Yeah. I mean, his his whole music. Also. Um, you know, uh, Ron Miles had a had a really interesting horn. Uh, it was a pitched in G, I think. It was, it was a one of a kind instrument. The flugelhorn is a beautiful kind of. People think of it as kind of a double or an alter. You know, the way like you play saxophone and maybe you also play flute. But man, when you focus on the flugelhorn, you're able to develop a sound that kind of ex exploits the natural warm lyricism of that instrument. And uh, so people like Clark Terry and and Art Farmer and to a lesser degree, Chet Baker and Miles Day. You know, Miles played a bunch of flugelhorn on those Gil Evans sessions. That's why that horn sounds so good, you know. Right. I just fell in love with the instrument. Um, now, uh, the tour is hitting some, uh, some uh, big areas and little areas around mm -hmm. the Northwest. 
um, after two, two and a half, and it seems like it's kind of still going on, this damn-demic, as you mm-hmm. called it, mm-hmm. um, it must be great to play in front of live people, live um, audiences. I mean, I, I, it's really actually great to have hit the pause button and, and to have been reminded how much I rely on that feedback from the, you know, you know, it's one thing playing on over zoom, playing into the computer and people, you know, you see the little hearts and the tips and the comments and stuff. But man, when we got back to where we could see the people's faces while we were playing and get the immediate feedback, it's just, there's nothing like it. it there's nothing like it. It's a, you know, it's a dialogue. It's a dialogue among the musicians on the bandstand. It's a dialogue with the audience. That's what this is all about. Now, Robin um, Lloyd spoke with you, uh, Dimitri, a little while ago about yeah. the new album, and yeah. she got a hint about maybe a possible upcoming project, which sounds, uh, I'm fascinated by this idea of doing uh, Brazilian duets without uh, a drummer. Yeah, uh, John Stoll and I have been working on that quite a bit. I'm learning a lot on that project. It's not quite cooked yet, not ready for an album, but we're, we're having some fun. Well, we look forward to that, and uh, everyone should go grab themselves a copy or two. They make fine stocking stuffers. Dimitri Matheny's new record, Cascadia. Thank you so much, Dimitri. Uh, thanks so much to audio engineer Brian Moynihan, Parker Blome with the video production today. Thanks to our promotions director, Brenda Goldstein-Young, and our entire KNKX studio session crew. Support for KNKX comes from Jim and Bierta Falconer, supporters of studio sessions and a free, independent, and energetic press who urge listeners to get involved in their local community and to support KNKX. And from OB Credit Union, I'm Abe Beeson. Thanks for listening.